You're listening to Her Stories, hosted by Sevi Petrus. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Senior Housing Her Stories, a podcast dedicated to telling the origin stories of women who have found their careers in senior housing. I have with me a very special guest. Miss Sasha Dawn is joining us today. I just had the pleasure of meeting you, Sasha, in person just like a few days ago at the ASHA conference. Yes? Yes. Sasha at ASHA is my new hashtag. It's really <laughs> fun. I had a great time. <laughs> I love it. So, Sasha, tell our listeners, where have you currently arrived in your career? What are you doing that's impacting and supporting senior housing today? I'm living my best life. I am the founder and creator, uh, CEO of Utopia Experiences. But um, in short, I am a game show host and I get to be a creator of contagious connection for seniors all over the country. That is super cool. Super, super cool. So Sasha, um, tell us like, so how did you get this idea? Like, were you a game show host on, you know, like the price is right? Like, <laughs> you know, is that what you were doing before you decided to to create this and, and make this here in senior housing? Right. No, I wish that were the case. Actually, I remember in kindergarten, Miss Whitaker says to me at five years old, as she pats me, um, consoling me, actually, she said, it's okay, Sasha, everyone is good at something. You just need to find your passion. Um, I love so- that. I was probably like demolishing this clay squirrel in that moment, but it wasn't until I had this aha at, you know, 48 years old that this was what I needed to do. And really, um, I, my COVID quarantine story is, is similar to others, but I find that the more I have the opportunity to tell it, the more vulnerable I get with the story, um, the less alone I feel. And Mm -hmm. so my father, uh, is my hero. He was living independently in Arizona as I was uh, living in Colorado, and I was single uh, and lonely in lockdown, right? So I was playing Mm -hmm. silly little games with people all over the country. I was really good at it. It brought me connection over Zoom as we were all Zooming at that point. Um, But my father um, in my younger life was uh, retired military today, but my father, U.S. Army, Green Beret, Special Forces, Paratrooper a really tough guy. Uh, He did Mm -hmm. five tours in Vietnam, got a Purple Heart. Um, He is a war hero. Um, Mm -hmm. I never spoke to him about that. I just know my dad's a tough guy, but he fell um, and had a stroke during quarantine. And we were notified by a neighbor, hey, I haven't seen your dad in a couple of days. You might want to check on him. So we couldn't check on him. We called 911 and they came. And what we learned was my dad had fallen and had a stroke and was really um, in his own fluids dying. Mm. He had then come to and believed he was, in, he was in a PTSD episode and believed he was in a ravine. And for oh, nine geez. months, that was his mindset. So they took him to the VA hospital where he was for five days and then he moved to a skilled nursing. Words I had never heard before. Um, mm-hmm. And I had also never heard of an activities director. So every day the doctors and nurses would call us with a medical update. On day 10, they said, I'm sorry, he's not gonna make it. You need to plan for a service, of which Mm. we did. On day 11, um, I called because I said, I need to see my dad, please help me, you know? And Mm -hmm. it was the activities director and her name is Sue. And Sue is my angel. And I've since had the pleasure of meeting hundreds of Sues, Um, Sues Mm -hmm. and Stewarts, it doesn't matter. Um, Mm -hmm. They're all incredible. Um, and Sue heard the pain in my voice and said, Oh, honey, I can set up a FaceTime visit for you. And I thought, Oh, it's going to be great. My dad's going to see me. I'm going to see my dad. 
Um, really, it was to say goodbye. But I took one look at my dad, Sevi, and my life uh, was rocked. Mm-hmm. I had never seen the things that that you and your experience and all the people in the industry had seen, the isolation, the loneliness, the depression. But what changed the trajectory of my life was my dad was scared. And that mm-hmm. um, that scared me. So that particular call didn't go well, but I knew in order to see my dad again, I needed to stay close to Sue. And so I became good friends with her. And Sue specifically, I learned real quickly, overworked, understaffed, underpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said to Sue, Sue, I play these silly little game host games. Let me host a game for you and your grandchildren because she hadn't seen them in weeks, right? Because at mm-hmm. the time we were we were living in fear and didn't know the implications. So she chose to serve residents. She said, if you're willing to do it for me for free, could you just do it for the residents? And I was like, so was this like your job or like you were my just doing this for fun? No, if okay, I, got it. I have worked in, uh, I was a branch manager at Wells Fargo. I have, was a corporate sales manager for the Hilton. I, this was just my side hustle. I had done many other things, but uh, this brought me joy in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So I did whatever she asked me to. I sent her a Zoom link. She set it up on four iPads. One was for my father, um, post-stroke, recovering three other, two other residents, post-stroke, recovering, and also a gentleman in his mid-30s, recovering from an ATV accident, now paralyzed for the waist down. For 30 minutes, I show up in my, my bow and my glasses and my bright, you know, my yellow blazer. And I'm this exaggerated version of my already extrovert self. And I host a game for them. It was a classic game show that they all knew. Nobody needed instructions. We just played. And for 30 minutes, we forgot about all of that sadness. And at the end of it, for the first time, and I had hosted hundreds of games in quarantine, for the first time, my contestants all cried when we said goodbye. Aww. And one was my dad. And um, when I hung up and I said goodbye, I something happened. And it was that aha moment. This was it. Miss Whitaker mm-hmm. had it right. Like, um, I knew that this was what I was supposed to do. It wasn't about connecting, you know, women's retreats that could go for a walk afterwards. It was connecting with people that couldn't do so otherwise all over the country. So I. I called an aunt, my Aunt Molly. Um, she's now retired, but two years ago, my Aunt Molly was the president of Leading Age California and the CEO for JHA, Jewish Home for the Aging. And in my mind, my aunt just worked with old people. I had no idea what she did. <laughs> so she helped me and we she drew out a roadmap, meaning uh, we created a game that was similar to the game shows you see on television today, but it's custom for senior care communities and residents. So everything from the font to the size of the letters, the colors, the sounds, um, bringing it full circle to my father. He is now recovered from his stroke. He is living with mild dementia, but he lives in a community. And um, he's our official. He lives in one of my communities. He lives in your community. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is beautiful. Uh, It's a stunning building. Um, The team there is phenomenal. And my dad is happy. He's independent, he's safe, he's engaged, and um, he's also our puzzler. So my father, also a brilliant author, um, oversees all of our puzzles. So what that means for us is they're special for our demographic. And like my dad says, we don't want any Britney Spears, TikTok-y BS. We <laughs> I want love some it. good old words. So we have 5,000 yeah. words and they are all appropriate. And 
we're doing something incredible that has never been done before. And I couldn't be more proud. I love it. I love it. I love it. And we're so, and we're planning to to do some really fun things. I think um, one at that building, and then two, you know, at some other building. So, mm-hmm. what an I mean, like, what a fascinating story. Um, and and I think like it's just I it's just another one of those stories that you just hear where a light bulb moment during COVID. I mean, I just. I continue to say like, there's just so many good things, particularly I feel like for our industry mm-hmm. that have really come out of, you know, such like you said, like a dark time, sure. um, you know, in our, in our own personal history, but also in the history for, you know, our industry is like finding these new ways to, you know, to kind of connect with each other and make the world a smaller place. Right. Like I think we all grew up where your neighborhood was your neighborhood and, you know, we started getting phones and emails, but being able to do these things and, you know, it not be so like stoic, like having it be like interactive and ones where you're like, you're doing like hosting and ones that are already like pre-done. I mean, it's just, you know, really trying to figure out like, how can we use technology to our advantage versus, you know, how do we, how, how do we feel like we use it against us? You know, like, so your dad is like, you know, as a ex-military ex, you know, like, so it was he, how was he in adopting technology? Like I'm guessing or assuming that he didn't have an iPhone, you know, during COVID, you know, so like you're saying you couldn't see him, you hadn't seen him. So I think like that's been a struggle that we've seen across the board, you know, with that particular generation is the, you know, in the adoption of tech, right? In general, you know, I don't know that it's because they're, it just isn't something they grew up with that it's foreign to them or they feel intimidated by it. I mean, like how, how, how do you feel that you're, you know, approaching this to like overcome that? Well, you're right. He's not used to it. Even today when we're driving around and, you know, the navigation says, watch out car on the left ahead. My dad looks up at the sky and he's just like, Craft. How does it know where we are? <laughs> um, he mm-hmm. doesn't quite make that connection. And, you know, when I try to FaceTime him today, sometimes I just get, you know, his forehead and he's confused. But mm-hmm. um, I think through COVID, you know, via telehealth, we were all forced to get real comfortable with technology and, and video conferencing. We use Zoom, but our game is on any platform. I think it's really intergenerationally, we have found a way to connect with people all over the country with this whether it's this game or any other, there's so many great opportunities for um, technology and virtual connection. I think what our custom live game shows, you know, they are live, whether it's your community hosting it um, in person or whether we are zooming in and hosting and doing multi-community games or not. What it really allows for is intergenerational, like reminiscence therapy for custom puzzles. So like for my dad, you know, he doesn't, we have family dinners once a week and he does not Mm -hmm. remember that we've ever had spaghetti squash, but every time we have it, he says, Oh, this is so good. I've never had it before. Um, but you know, if I do a puzzle and do custom puzzles for him, um, he grew up in Tucson and I do a name of a street or something. It reminds him of a story and a time. And then he can organically remember and tell me about a time that he lived on that street. So really Hmm. kind of, talking to family members and getting information about their loved ones and finding things that are reminiscent to them and then bringing them up in a puzzle while the family has a private game, for example, 
allows them to have this really beautiful conversation that they might not have had otherwise. And that's mm -hmm. really, I think, the most joyful part for me is to see family members. You know, I, I hosted for a 109-year-old resident recently, and it was her birthday. She couldn't travel. The family, you know, gave me information. Her husband was a sailor. She was in the gardening club. And as she solved the puzzles, you know, the family would be like, remember, mom, you were in the gardening club. And she said, oh, yeah, I was in the Florida state in the 40s. I was in the magazine. And then a fourth generation grandson sticks his sweet little face in the entire camera and was like, Nana, you were in a magazine. And Aww. just organically, this whole conversation takes place. And that's the beauty of what we're doing, that um, mm -hmm. this is what I was meant to do is deliver this platform to people to connect and engage in a way that we just haven't done yet. So talk to our listeners a little bit more, Sasha, about how you got it started. I mean, this is like, that's the like, like you, you already had a platform that you were doing this or? No, actually. Like was... You were, you're a tech developer, like ex help us explain <laughs> how you got all these pieces together because it's like, pretty advanced tech. It's not like you're mm -hmm. just on, you know, like you and I right now, and then, you know, holding up some pieces of paper, like it, it's like a truly interactive game. Truly. And and that's what, that's what the activities directors are actually doing. They're like, oh, well, we already play that game. And I was like, okay, tell me what that looks like. And they're like, well, we put it on the board and I draw out all this stuff. And I was like, let me help you. You don't, Let me make it easier. Um, well, when I, when I met with my Aunt Molly and she, she heard, you know, what my situation was and what I wanted to do, she got me in contact with the chief medical officer and, and just really brilliant people in the space. And just like you, Sevi, what I'm learning from you and from others in your space that have a platform to um, help people like me that want to bring something, something new, something to the market is if I can explain it in a way that you get and that you're on board with, um, you see the benefits and people I have found are not obviously in this industry for the money they're in it because they have this incredible heart and calling and people have come out of retirement. People have, you know, worked late nights um, and donated and volunteered time, energy, money um, to help me create this. So I have built a small team. Uh, we found developers um, and we raised a lot of money and spent about a year and a half in development and had some sleepless nights as we continue today, but um, we we have a platform of our current game, Spintopia, um, mm -hmm. and we have more games in the works that are coming. And yeah, it was, it's been a labor of love, but this is what I was meant to do. I can't imagine anything else. So just so it's clear to our listeners, like mm -hmm. you weren't a technology developer, you were not a game show host. No. So it was really based on, you know, something that you were doing, you were using a different platform, like somebody you're just using somebody's already developed platform. I was using COVID. a PowerPoint version. I was it was really I was sharing my screen and I was doing a PowerPoint. It was just going through the slides of a PowerPoint playing a game. It was all pre filled. I couldn't customize anything. I don't even know PowerPoint. I just got lucky by I bought off Etsy for like 50 bucks, some game that worked in that moment until I realized I could do better. Got it. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like a really important point to like drive home, honestly, Sasha, because I just want, I really want our listeners to understand that when you have a great idea based on something that like lights a passion in you, that you don't have to be an expert by any means to like bring it forward, right? Right. 
it's I, I where there's a will, there's a way. I am, I mean, I'm I'm my dad's daughter, right? I am a fighter. I see I see a way I can help, and I saw an opportunity to um, give that same sparkle that I saw in my dad's eyes when I said goodbye on that very first silly game. And I thought everybody deserved that. Everybody deserved to see that um, their loved ones, particularly our seniors, um, that sparkle in their eyes, really what motivates me. And I see it every time I host a game, whether, you know, I get a like celebrity host or show up, you know, it's still technology is new to them. Like you're saying, people in the back of the room, residents, we call them contestants, of course, Mm -hmm. they, they think I can't, and they say things like, how does she know my name? You know, or her teeth are so big or, Ooh, and then I show up in person to say hello, or if I'm lo- if they're local, and I mean I feel like a celebrity myself. You know, they they want to touch my bow, or they want to see the jacket, and yeah. I, I it's just waterworks all the time. I'm living this it. dream come true. So so Sasha, for our listeners, like you mentioned that there were many sleepless nights. Like, tell us about one of those. Like, what what were some of the like challenges along the way? that you've experienced. And, you know, as a business owner, myself, entrepreneur, like while you've climbed one mountain and you have like a minute to enjoy the Vista, the next <laughs> one is waiting for you. Um, this community. Don't, don't this- enjoy the Vista too long. Cause you gotta get yeah, started on the next no. hill. Right. Um, well, but I know you've heard the saying, but it just so rings true. And it reminds me I'm okay. in my moment of like insanity, I feel like every community is so different, right? So I feel like if I've seen one community, I've seen one community. I I don't understand the best way to go to market with this. I don't understand always the easiest path, the path of least resistant, you know, and every community has different technology. Everyone is different in the skill set of the staff. Um, You know, I sell high to get the um, approval, but I really need the buy-in of the activities team. Um, And I also, the executive director and the marketing, you know, we have the ability to showcase your your communities, have this game playing when there's a tour, send the link to a prospect and say, look how fun it is to be in this community. You can join the community from afar and make friends before you even move in. There's so many different ways, but really getting them to get on board because they are so busy. You know, when I get them on the phone, I know I have this moment because as soon as they hang up they're on to 20 other things it's just they're all moving so fast um that i'm just trying to make it a little bit easier and really just learning the path to do that as soon as i figure it out with one community then the next one is completely different and i can't go with that with that strategy there is no truer statement than that right there sasha and it is the and that is the case for all of us operators right like it is just there. And I think that as an industry, when we stop trying to cookie cutter all of them, it is not a one size fits all. I think our I think our residents and families are going to have much better. Um, they're going to have a lot higher happiness ratings yeah. because we're not trying to like fit us all fit it all into one category and think that it all works. Right. It's just it so much more customizable is what is necessary in our in our in our in our industry in general i think exactly i i actually had a daughter so a family member who got my number from my website um her dad moved into a community in florida and he was unhappy and he was taking meals in his rooms and he wasn't playing he wasn't engaging um but he heard the spinner noise 
and he came out and played and now he's playing and she gets to log in and be like what we call a virtual audience member. Um, mm -hmm. And she gets to watch her dad engage and play. And she said, I sleep, I sleep better on Tuesdays because I know my dad got to play Spintopia. Oh, and I, I mean, that. that was the call I wanted to get when I couldn't mm -hmm. understand how my dad was doing and the gift that I can give to be able to do that for the family, for the residents, for the community, for the organization um, makes me feel good. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and that's really all we're looking for, especially as a as an adult child, having your your loved one in the care of others. You know, we never take that lightly. Right. Mm -hmm. And all we want to do is make you feel sleep at night. Right. That's really all we want to do. And we know that it is so much more than just making sure their drug, their their medicines are delivered on time. It mm -hmm. really is the the engagement piece and knowing that they're not alone. Like the whole reason that they came to live, you know, outside of their individual home is to live in an apartment with other people that they can share things with, whether it's happiness or sadness, right? Like, you know, that's like the human experience and we anticipate uh, unhappiness, right? We're anticipating, I mean, misery loves company. Sometimes we love to commiserate about things like particularly the rain that occurred in, uh, in, in park city, like, yep, you know, exactly. <laughs> I was not kind to either one of our hairs, right? <laughs> no, it just big disco ball. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I, you know, and I think that that's the, like, that's the human experience that we missed during COVID. And, and I, and I applaud you in so many ways, Sasha, mm -hmm. for finding, finding ways to do the connection, not just together in a community, but outside of that. And, and it, and it makes the world such a smaller place to find those commonalities that we just can't always share together in person. So when we're looking back on all those things, Sasha, and we're, we're thinking about the fact that, you know, you created this like super cool, but, um, but very recognizable way to engage with, um, with your, with your, with your, uh, contestants. <laughs> um, you know, at, at the communities and including family members and thinking about like your own path of coming from, you know, as you mentioned in the banking world and in, uh, the hospitality world, mm -hmm. you know, finding some, some true passion from, you know, mauling your, your, your molded, uh, squirrel in, uh, <laughs> in school and finding this passion. What would you say, Sasha, is your superpower? You know, when I put on that yellow game host jacket that I got at a secondhand store for $4.99, a lot of what I do today feels really hard. It's brand new, whether it's a spreadsheet, it's a forecast, it's a board meeting or uh, investors, it's hard. And, and um, but when I put on that yellow blazer and I host a game, I know my game. And I know, I know what human connection in a digital age brings. Everything else kind of goes away. Um, so my superpower is my cape, <laughs> is oh, my blazer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm really sad you didn't wear it on here right now, to be honest with you. Now I'm going to have to, well, whenever, like, we'll make sure we have a picture of you up on this. And, um, and I know that you have to go put your cape on to our listeners. So this is a shortened a shortened um, interview uh, today session because Sasha has to put her cape on and go entertain some of our amazing residents that are living out there in the community. So Sasha, I just want to thank you so much for making time today mm -hmm. to share your story. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you for finding amazing ways to 
to lighten the load of our engagement directors out there in the field and ways to thinking of other people's dads that are that are living within our communities and and also thank you for entrusting us to serve you and your amazing dad so mm. i'm so glad i got to see you um in person it was awesome to hug you in person yeah. and um thank you for continuing to wear your cape and going and inspire <laughs> others out there thank you sevi thank you for having me it's been an honor i look forward to being your co-host in the near future I can't wait. We have our own and we'll, we'll do a follow up and make sure we send that out. But thank you to our listeners for another episode of Senior Housing Her Stories. Thank you for listening to Her Stories with Sevi Petrus. Subscribe now to receive a notification when we release our next episode. Also, be sure to leave us a review so we know how to serve our listeners better. And tune in next week for the latest episode of Her Stories Senior Housing.